Welcome to Octet, a podcast about sound and video games. I'm Noel. I'm Nathan. And today we're talking about Diablo. It's the eve of the Diablo early access. I'm quite excited. I've been looking forward to Diablo for like a year. Diablo 4, I guess, but you know, Diablo. How long has it been since Diablo 3? Uh, 10 years, 2012. It's a, a long time. Yeah, 11 years. It's a long years. time without a new Diablo. Let's see, okay, so yeah, um, yeah, there was, it was 12 years between D3 and D2, and four years between D1 and D2. <laughs> Sorry, four years between 1 and 2, 12 years between 2 and 3, and then whatever, whatever, whatever we just said, another... 10 10 or 11 years between these it's a weird timeline they take their time i guess with diablo yeah well are you including immortal in there including the free-to-play mobile game i am not including immortal i've never played immortal nor do i know the music i did no research on immortal in prep for this episode safe to say we will not be talking about diablo immortal on today's episode yeah but should we should we uh like do a quick overview of yeah what, what is diablo what is diablo is. noel you've yeah. played more diablo so again, than i have d1 was released in like 96 97 debatably like it came out on like the 31st or something weird it was kind of like the big first commercial top what we what we call an arpg today um there was other ones but like diablo i think kind of blew the lid off as it were um like at the time like kind of all real-time rpg games went by arpg so that term meant something different but now when we talk about arpgs we're talking about you know like diablo likes basically because it kind of cemented what that is versus like an action adventure game that is technically also an arpg but like we kind of mean different things colloquially now um yeah so it's top down you run around dungeons you kill a lot of stuff loot drops uh, it's, it has a certain color scheme, which one could also argue is like the now kind of um, de facto color scheme for like loot droppy RPG games, or it's like you know green, blue, you know yellow, orange, and then like brown or teal or something weird. It like has varied a little bit over time, but I think Blizzard kind of set that standard uh, and it evolved. Oh, you mean like, like for like item rarity? Yeah, like in game you're getting exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like that was kind of a thing. That was kind of a Diablo thing, like. A lot of these things that we just kind of take for granted as like Western RPG things now, or kind of Diablo things. Um, and yeah, it's it's a weird, it's a weird um, kind of ethos. Kind of was at the tail end of the fervor of Satanic Panic, probably like ninety six, ninety seven, you know. And like then it's like, hey, this is a is Diablo. There's like a devil on the cover, um, mm-hmm. and it's kind of very much, very much of that. I don't know, late 90s kind of cool, metal cool energy. What was the first Diablo game you played? Uh, three. three. Three was the first one I played because it took 12 years apparently between two and three. Actually, no. I think I do recall at one point when I was like eight or nine having like a disc copy of like Diablo 2 somewhere and like booting it up on like an old computer and playing it for like five minutes. But realistically, like the first one I like played, played was three which from what i understand it was kind of a departure in a lot of ways from like one and two would you agree yeah yep it was a lot 
I don't know if faster is the right term, uh, but a lot more bright, mm-hmm. cartoony. It kind of felt like a Diablo game set in the Warcraft art style. Like if I had to do a quick take, you know, it was just like very cartoony. Where D1 and D2 are maybe just a product of like the palettes and color sets that had to be used for D1, just like the hardware limitations of the time. But even D2 mm-hmm. was like still kind of pretty dark. I mean, it was like a, you know, like a pixely old game. Like it kind of, like mm-hmm. cartoony styles weren't as much of a thing because they were just working with the palette they had. But it was just darker. Stuff was gory and scary and gothic. And kind of like the 90s feel. I yeah, don't know. I yeah. feel like computer, well, it's not a CRPG, but like CRPGs very much, I feel like, had that aesthetic generally, like kind of old school top down RPGs. I feel like they might have taken like just kind of that inspiration with, we're going to make an ARPG, but it's still going to be kind of dark and gritty and the devil's on the cover and yeah so i guess yes i started with three i've played you know the betas and stuff for four i'm excited for four to come out tomorrow i'm also quite excited but like yeah even i can kind of tell moving from having played three and now playing four that like four already feels significantly darker and just tone and color palette and music even like everything just feels a little more like from what I've seen, I guess, like footage and things, gameplay, I guess, of like the earlier ones, just a little like, yeah, less cartoony, less like Warcrafty, I guess. For, for lack yeah, of a better I mean, word. I, yeah, again, I'm not, I'm not like trying to say the Warcraft art style is bad or anything. It's like that was good. Warcraft, wow. I guess wow was hugely successful. One could say that even like wow was more cartoony than, you know, Warcraft 3, which was more cartoony than Warcraft 2, and it was like an evolution, like whatever. But, um, yeah, it got a lot darker. Um, and I, but I think that, that that kind of that thread we can use that to kind of discuss how this like audio changed music specifically um, throughout the games. And like D one, to be honest, I really only know like I didn't play D one. I was too young at the time to really know what I was doing. So the Tristram theme is like the only thing I know. It's the Diablo song. It's what everybody knows from Diablo. Uh, I do know having not even played the first two. I do know yeah. the Tristram. So. Yeah, yeah, and there's a couple interesting bits in that theme. Um, like, there's there. I would say when most people talk about when someone says like Diablo music, they think of really just like this five or six note run, da 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 da. Like that's that's Diablo music. A haunted house, like yeah, <laughs> spooky. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it kind of, da-da-da-da-da, like, that's the whole, like, that is the Tristram theme, and it's kind of these, it is very weird, though, the Tristram theme is great, there's, like, the the chords are just bizarre, like, the first few, they kind of sound like harmonics on a guitar, I'm not sure if that's what they are, but it sounds like someone's just, like, playing harmonics on a guitar, and they're kind of, like, ringing and super reverby, and just, like, go, kind of flow forever, but as you listen, you're, like, trying to paint, you can't even tell exactly what key it's in because these chords are these chords are such bizarre spacings and there's like two or three of them and you're just like it doesn't sound bad it doesn't necessarily sound wrong it's just like it's um slightly uneasy because you're like i don't i I can't find a root my you're you're kind of floating right and then that little drop happens and like it hits the like okay this is probably the key we're in but then it kind of changes again and it makes you question like on the next kind of chord it changes how it feels anyway long long story short it's just kind of this it's off-putting the whole time like it's uncomfortable by design i think because you're in this town that's like 
ruined and like the devil is in a dungeon beneath it and you gotta go because tristram is like the isn't that like the base of like the first game is you're just kind of delving beneath it and stuff yeah um yeah so it's you're, you're going mood, the, like basically the spooky spooky vibes yeah you know? diablo's trapped diablo's soul is trapped in a rock hidden beneath the tristram cathedral uh a series of things happen um and you kind of have to go down and you end up fighting him uh but in doing so you kind of like unleash him and then you you're the player this is not whatever diablo one spoilers incoming you the player character <laughs> in diablo one end up kind of becoming the host for diablo like you take the soul the shard that contains his soul and you like jab it into your head in the story of Diablo 2, you, the, the player character, are following the Wanderer, the Dark Wanderer, to the east, always east. Uh, and that is the player character from one who you are chasing, who oh. eventually becomes Diablo into. Um, gotcha. Yeah, the, the Tristram music yeah. is, yeah, like when I've, whenever I hear anything Diablo or like it comes on like a music playlist, like a video game music playlist, it's always like the Tristram theme. Um, are you, uh, have you ever heard of a channel called Eight Bit Music Theory? Mm, I don't know. I don't think so. Okay, there he's. It's a great channel. We'll probably I'll probably reference him a lot. I'll be honest because he does very good like in depth like theory like music theory analysis of yeah. like songs. He just did one on the Tristram like music from uh, the earlier games and like kind of got into it. Um, and like it makes very heavy use. That was very clever of. The Devil's Interval. Yes. Which yes. is like the I was going to bring interval. this up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, nice. you looked this up? Okay, mm-hmm. yes. Which I thought was like very, like, I, I don't know if that was intentional. I'd imagine it was. But like, it's like, is admittedly one of the most kind of just like off putting and kind of just like weirdly dissonant like intervals that you don't like see unless you're trying to kind of be spooky. Yeah. Um, and uh, like in music, because I think it's like, it's three whole notes. It's, it's like the Devil's Tritone, Devil's Interval, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that Tristram music makes heavy use of it. I'll link that that video um, in the show notes because it's uh, if you care to get it, he gets very into the weeds of music theory, like breaks down like ev- the entire thing into like every everything. Um, maybe a little more in the weeds than you and I would want to get here, but it is a cool breakdown of like why that music works and why it's spooky and it's kind of just ambiguous and unresolved and works for a town where there's like something mysterious and creepy lurking underneath. Yeah, there's like. And I think that theme basically recurs as itself in uh, 2, 3, and 4. There's, like, you know, some modifications. Like, they get a little bit weird with it in 3. In 2, it basically just sounds like the Tristram theme in 2 when you go back to Tristram. Uh, So in 2, there's, like, a quest. You're not, like, based in Tristram anymore, but there's a quest where you go to Tristram and you you rescue rescue Deckard, Cain, and... um, the Tristram theme is playing there. In D4, you also go back to Tristram, then the Tristram theme is playing. You go through this, like, this was in the beta. It's not, like, a huge spoiler either. Uh, you end up going back to Tristram. The theme is basically playing. It's a little bit modified, but I feel like it's, like, it does a, does a pretty good homage to it. Um, yeah, it's always there. But if we can loop back to D2, there's something interesting that happened with Diablo 2 Resurrected. And I didn't, I couldn't find a ton of information of this online. But when you're, one is playing D2, you can hit a button and toggle the graphics between like retro and updated. When you do that, the music also fades out and back in, and it sounds significantly different. 
which is interesting, but it's like it, it, it's at the same point in the song, like it syncs up perfectly, all the instruments are there, but it's just like, ooh, did they re-record everything to like get it into higher fidelity, or I want like are they just toggling some processing on and off there to like give it a different effect? Um, but anyway, I'm when not you, sure. When you say yeah. it sounds like different, yeah, like I mean, so do you is it like the instruments are like changed they're using like, like is it like arranged differently or is it just no. sound like a higher quality or like you know like what yeah how is it, it sounds it just sounds tonally different sounds like maybe like slightly higher fidelity or like compressed a little more maybe compressed okay. like it just it fades out fades out, like ooh, that sounds different like it might it might be just eq like it could be as simple as that um but yeah, there's there's they're doing something there that kind of make like makes it sound when you put it in old mode, it it sounds older. And maybe they're maybe that's maybe they're just like putting an effect on to give it like take a higher fidelity audio file and make it sound a little bit worse. Um, okay, interesting. Yeah. But it's right, a, so, so the yeah. Tristram the Tristram song in, in two and one, yeah, iconic. Mm-hmm. Comes out the rest of them. How would you say the rest of the music in like the earlier like pre three Diablo like Diablo one and two? How would you describe the music in those games? Yeah, um, so like the rogue encampment, which is kind of the hub in the first act of Diablo 2. Um, the theme, I would say, it's it's not dissimilar from the Tristram theme. Maybe a little bit less, um, like, kind of unsettling and off. But, like, a little bit more somber. Like, a little bit mm-hmm. just kind of more melancholy feeling without being as quite like uneasy uncomfortable feeling yeah so the instrumentation is there like i would say the the theme in the rogue encampment and through most of it um i guess the rogue encampment in in particular like it's still a lot of like strings french horns there's like a little bit of synthesizer happening i think um in, I'm not sure if there's quite like in in the in the Tristram theme there's like mandolin and harp and like all these different and like electric guitar and it like bounces what's playing the lead a lot of guitar string guitar yeah there's like a kind of a um, like a Spanish guitar sounding thing in there too it, it gets a little bit more like classic fantasy instrument set um, when at the Rogan Crank Camp met. Um and then after that you kind of go to a series of different places there's like uh kind of this town that's uh called Lutgolain um which is kind of this like middle eastern vibe and the inst- the instruments sound like that there's like a i think it's called a it's some kind of flute like a nay flute it's like a middle eastern sounding flute uh and there's some strings is there as well there's like some uh sitar plucking stuff happening like it but it, i think it, it doesn't sound like cheesy it sounds great like it kind of fits it it's still kind of like something's kind of weird here and off like this is a tainted world we're in um yeah and then eventually you get to like hell in that and it just like is a it's very the instrumentation is very sparse it's quieter it's dark and there's some light synthesizers here and there um yeah, but it's kind of it's kind of a journey. There's not a, there's not a ton of scenes, I guess, settings in that game. It's an older game, so the, the track list isn't super deep. But uh, yeah, like maybe like good. less like set pieces than something you'd see in like three and four, where they're like queuing like a big boss. There's like a cut scene or something. Yeah. yeah. Yep. The music that I've heard from like Diablo 
one and two, um, including that one, like feels more like in my face <laughs> than mm. like what I got to like in three, like because three's music, three I think has like good production and it's music everything's recorded very well it's all very nice um but i wouldn't call it particularly like memorable like the tristram theme and maybe just because everyone knows it but like you know i hear that like i, I can hear that that run that you were like mentioning before and mm-hmm. it's like yes i remember that's the tristram thing from diablo i don't know like if you were to play me like any song from the three soundtrack i don't know if i would be able to tell you <laughs> like what it's from um but i feel like it's music is just like more ambient kind of in general it's not really maybe meant to be as in your face and that's like fine i'm not trying to say that that's like a worse approach would you agree that like like three shifted kind of away from the like i guess approach they took with like one and two uh yeah absolutely like i'm usually um pretty like tuned in to the music and sound of a game I'm playing a lot and I like put a lot of hours into D3 and I don't remember ever once being like into a D3 song or like <laughs> listening to it uh yeah. like outside of you know while like playing the game like I was never just turning it on in the car while I was studying or anything like that I don't I don't I never, I never remember thinking it was bad I was just like I never noticed it which maybe is like intentional like it's just kind of meant to float in the background more um, but when I like when you go back and listen now, which I did, like the the songs don't feel very subdued. Like they're they're you know these kind of big. There's a lot more just like orchestral. There seems to be a lot more instruments most of the time. Like there's more strings playing. Kind of like it sounds like a John Williams score or something. Like there's always a lot of voices whenever there are strings or horns or anything like that playing. Not not always, but that's kind of the main like how, how it always seemed to me. Um, yeah, so like I totally agree. Like I couldn't I couldn't even think of any. Like the take the the only thing that sprang to mind was like their take on the Tristram theme and hearing that I was like, "Oh yeah, that's how they kind of messed with it and made it like they changed the timing in like the last note of like some of the little runs." Um and then they they use that same theme throughout the soundtrack and like it's kind of clever and then they use the classic Tristram theme the da 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 like that gets you know kind of dropped in everywhere but it's it's not like yeah I didn't I didn't even have any good like here's a great D3 track example like there's some cool ones in there but yeah they all kind of just they're background music for me yeah it felt to me playing because I, I admittedly didn't even really get into Diablo 3 until like later I think I played like the Switch version of it so it was a while yeah. after it come out where I got into it um and uh like when i was playing it kind of the music it it felt to me kind of reminiscent of like <laughs> i don't know this is this is going to sound very demeaning but like almost like a marvel movie music <laughs> where it's just like it sounds like a like this is a big budget thing yeah. we're making it needs to have music to like fill this up we don't want it to be like in their faces it just needs to be there to like add like it needs to this needs to sound kind of sad like we're in like a sad town now now we're fighting things so we need like some you know big choirs like you know belting it out but like and that's not necessary that sounds very demeaning sometimes sometimes it's not great but like it can I think that can fit in certain games. I mean, like Diablo is meant to be played for like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours, right? You're going to be in these like same zones and the same things over and over again. I could see the argument for 
having really like in your face like music that's like doing the same like runs over and over again becoming grating after a while even the best song after like a hundred hours of it's going to sound kind of grating um and make a more ambient approach might actually could could be better but i don't know i mean i guess i didn't play to to like compare it to so i guess is there an approach that you prefer from like two versus three in that Mm. way (laughs) yeah it's tricky like i like iconic songs but i understand i understand why they don't do it that way all the time yeah i don't know it's interesting to me because like uh warcraft which i feel like was kind of the thing the big game i mean i don't don't remember the exact timelines of like starcraft and stuff but the other thing was blizzard were doing like warcraft has iconic songs to me like oh that like you walk into the you know this city and it's like that's the the tune that plays in stormwind and i know it and i've heard it a million times because every time i hit the like zone threshold wall the it the song starts there and it's kind of loud and in your face and you know uh kind of heralding like this human thing like it's very um i don't know feels like humans in warcraft uh i just don't totally have that same like that feeling here and i don't i think i like it like i think i like that familiarity in the same you know like in the same way that I think something is lost, like when we were talking about Zelda last week, like something was kind of lost where there's not these like things that play every time and you get that repetition and it feels good. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's, I think there's a a happy medium probably. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, well, let's talk about four then. Um, Just based on what we've played. Cause I think from what I have played, I I would still say that I I don't, I couldn't tell you and granted I've only played it in a couple weekends. So, you know, I haven't put in, hundred hours into it or anything but Diablo 4 from what I've like listened to so far just by playing did like catch my ear a little bit more than anything in 3 I think it was just yeah. it was like the kind of use of like the the starting zone you're in the kind of like snowy one makes heavy use of like violin and like stringed instruments and like kind of all of it there's like almost always some kind of like violin like line just kind of running oh, yeah. I felt like over top of everything and that was like yep. doing a lot for me just to kind of give it like a distinct feel I don't know if that's going to be every zone just has the violin playing it's going to get old but like it was already doing a little more for me than than what I heard in three yeah it's, it'll be interesting to see because yeah like you said the 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 fractured peaks are like snowy and desolate um and kind of miserable it's I mean but like I think that's going to be the recurring theme so in I guess to 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 frame this a little bit for people that haven't like looked at Diablo 4 stuff, the sanctuary, which is the world Diablo is in, and the product of a renegade demon and a renegade angel, like, leaving heaven and hell and procreating and creating proto-humans, and that's why we're all here. Uh, anyway, what a setup. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Diablo, the Blizzard wrote, whoever figured that out, they wrote some great lore. It's good stuff. Um, it's in a very... We're in a very bad state because, like, a rogue angel, like, left and became the angel of death and then killed... I think originally they, like, said 90% of the population of, like, humans, he, like, killed almost everybody. They, they seem to have, like, retconned it and now it's, like, half or something. Um, but anyway, Sanctuary is not in a very good state right now, so, like, there's a lot of ruins. Like, everything is pretty rough. Uh, kind of coming from D3 where there was, like, you know, civilization was, like doing okay like there was you know generally like cities and stuff like that um doesn't that's kind of not the vibe anymore so it's like very somber and dark and it's a not humanity's finest hour um but yeah it's i i think i think that 
the themes are going to get stuck in our heads a little more here. Like um, the Kilvishad in is like kind of the first hub in the fractured peaks in the first zone. I think it like is a good example. I've got the sample here. Just it's it's very melodic. Yeah, it's already more reminiscent of like Tristram. I don't know how high fidelity it is for you, but listen right before the violin starts if you catch anything interesting in how this is recorded. Did you hear that? Like a breath? It, yeah, you hear the player breathe. And I mm-hmm. feel like that's intentional. Like, I feel like that gives it this, like, human feeling, right? Like, like when you hear a like... We do we kind of take it for granted in pop music, but I think there's a lot of decisions go into where breaths and do and do not get cut out because it like adds an energy right before a vocalist starts singing. I feel like strings are often the same way, uh, a because like they're they're just uh, very tonal in the same way of voices and like the pitches aren't exact and it's like up to the player and it's like very feel based. Anyway, like I could go down a crazy deep rabbit hole here, but I feel like <laughs> I feel like the way that that was mic'd and recorded as like a solo performance, and it's kind of like the, that breath is left in there. I think that's intentional. I think they were someone they were on the floor mixing that, and they were like, "We gotta like they could have taken it again and you cued it out, sniped it, but like, nah, we should leave the breath." I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know why I fixated on that. It just seemed no. It's a good. I think you've got a good yeah. point there. There's definitely something kind of like humanizing about hearing like. The sounds of like it's the same thing when you hear like a piano that you can tell was recorded live mm-hmm. and you kind of hear like the person like breathing or like their foot like hitting like the damper like not like the sound of the damper pedal like in the piano but, like their the foot soul of the hitting shoe the damper hitting the damper pedal, or, like totally. something like that yeah, yeah, yeah. or like they're like fingernails and like lightly like yeah. clacking on the, the keys stool, like a really like soft the part bench, the bench creaking like as they lean back and forth yeah. Yeah. yeah there's something very kind of like humanizing and um I don't know, down to earth, I guess, kind of about like, it makes it feel more real and kind of like you're there, I think, when it's being as weird as it is to say by like hearing the artifacts of something being recorded in like a fictional game. I do think it kind of works. There's like a few film scores I could, that kind of, I've, I've noticed have like a similar thing where like you can hear like, you know, someone in the symphony, like, you know, making like a sound or like a light, like cough or something. They mm-hmm. kept it in there. Like, this is just, this is just how it was recorded. This is what we're doing. And I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't hate it. No, I don't either. And, um, but, I think that that, well, I guess I don't have a super large sample because I only know the Fractured Peak music. Most of it's kind of in that vein, mm-hmm. you know, like it's kind of there's just fewer instruments. It's melancholy. There is one other one other track I wanted to show you called Seek Shelter. This is creepy. Yeah. It's scary. Where does this play? Do you recall? I think it's like when you're first starting uh, in the very beginning. It's like you, after like the first cutscene, like the first time you're really mm-hmm. playing. Okay. And I kind of found, I found this voicing to be reminiscent of um, In the Light of the Seven from Game of Thrones. Still like a few, a few voices. Right? I was like one cello then a bass and some organ here there's a lot of organ throughout the Diablo all of the Diablo soundtracks they used it maybe not one but two three and four which I think fits very well like again it's gothic horror stuff 
Yeah. But anyway, I'm very excited to kind of like see how the other zones feel. I kind of hope that they're still like these strong lead instruments that are repetitive when you enter the city. The loop is quite long for that um, city theme we played before, uh, the one in Kyobashad. So I, I wasn't paying close enough attention. There might be some variation. Like they might be doing something kind of to like make that a little different every time you get into town or like change. Because the loops, the way it loops is a little bit funky to me when I hit it. So I'm like, I'm wondering if it kind of starts at different places or something. Um, yeah, maybe we'll have to do a, we'll do a follow up potentially. <laughs> After we put in a hundred or so hours into Diablo Four, we'll yeah. see how we're how we're faring. Yeah. We've updated impressions on how it how it fares compared to one through three. Yeah, yeah, and I know we've only really been talking about the music. Um, the sound design, I would say, like throughout the series, has been pretty pretty good. There, like, it was very repetitive in the first game, so you'd hear the same like cue and you'd hit or hit hitting a certain monster all the time. So, like, whatever, it was fine. I, I I'm not, I've never been floored by it, but it's always been adequate there is one thing though that i think most players know and it's the it kind of would evoke an emotion is the sound of like a rare dropping it makes like a very distinct ding sound like when a good piece of loot drops Um, it's not always a rare but whatever you know a a rare thing drops it's like that's a good sound and when you drop something from your inventory there's also like a very iconic like you hear the thing like fly (laughs) out and land, land on the ground um your character's yeah. like literally tossing it like through the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and like like, like yeah. spirals and hits the ground. Like this is how I drop things. I just yeah ch- chuck them out of my bag on, onto the ground behind me. Uh, yeah, I'd say yeah. I think the sound design of them is is really. I mean, I think it's I think it's good. I mean, like, I guess I only really played three and some of four, but like you know, we've kind of mentioned that they are sort of like the de facto ARPG and everything. And I think like there's many reasons for that um but i think like i do think that they, they just like feel really good to play in a way that like a lot of like other games like they try and they don't quite stick the landing and there's some that are like do but the majority of there's a reason that like you know a new diablo game is like a big a big deal i think they just feel really nice and i do think the i don't know the combat sound effects like it just it feels good to like click on the things and have your guy swing like a giant axe and like hear like 50 like skeletons all like breaking into pieces as you're like and then running over there and then like you know like they do a good job of making it feel responsive and their sound design and their sound design helps yeah it's it's never felt particularly bad like it's always Mm-mm. been good i mean I'm, I'm sure some would say like it's the best in the in like in the industry for the genre and i like couldn't say no like it's it's very strong um but like i don't know again like i'm I'm thinking of like other like rpgs like there's there was never strong like pause menu music that like oh this is the sound when you do this there's only like a couple that are really but i think it was i think it's that way by design because again like they're blizzards thinking people are going to spend hundreds and hundreds of hours doing this and they fear just like the fatigue of hearing that for the ten thousandth time like it just could be an annoyance at some point like you know, like a Zelda game, you'd expect the player to play it. Maybe se- maybe get through it several times, but still, like a fraction of the time that many Diablo players will put into these like super grindy uh, action RPGs. But I do think the like voice acting work is very good and is throughout the games. Stay a while and listen. Is like you know that's the Deckard Kane doing his thing. Um, I don't. I'm bad and like I don't know who the voice actors are for like any of these people. It's kind of tricky here because Deckard has always kind of been the iconic voice of Diablo, um, but he is not present in four. But he's been replaced by Lorath, Nar or something like that. 
Lorath Nar is a very Diablo name. Nar, I think it's Nar. I might be slightly wrong, but Lorath something. But this does not segue me very nicely into the. There's one last thing I want to talk about, and that's Diablo or the Blizzard's promotional work they've been doing for Diablo Four is off the rails. It is crazy the stuff they've been doing. Have you been what, looking? What are they doing? Following any of this? Okay. No. So the first thing I want to talk about, I think this is the coolest. They put these four lore videos out that are these like very heavily stylized like books. They're kind of um. They're videos, but they're, like, kind of as if you're looking at, like, pages of a book that are, like, lightly animated. Kind of akin to, like, what um, ArenaNet was doing with a lot of, like, Guild Wars 2's art and animation and stuff. Like, lightly animated to kind of give a story. Um, the Lorath voice actor is kind of is narrating them, kind of, like, giving you the background from his and the order that he belongs to's perspective. Um, and, yeah, just, like, a great way to catch people up and kind of get one into the into the feeling of Diablo um and yeah like they just feel really good there's they they've they did those they they've put out like a, a few trailers which is not that remarkable um but there's been some controversy around them because they've used like kind of you know this like post like witch housey kind of music for them by like pop artists so we had like uh Halsey did one and Billie Eilish, like a Billie Eilish song behind one, uh, like for the story trailer and the uh, gameplay launch trailer, respectively. And like, there was you know a stupid amount of backlash on like Reddit and Twitter and stuff because they like weren't Diablo-y enough songs. Not um, my Diablo. Yeah, exactly. Which mm-hmm. I don't know. I see both sides. Like whatever. It's meant to have like mass appeal and stuff. And they are like kind of dark songs and the kind of main bad character or good we don't really know exactly yet but the a central character if for is lilith who is uh the aforementioned renegade demon that started sanctuary and is like the kind of mother of all of humanity and like she's back and that's what's going on so like there's this kind of strong female character that fits having these kind of female pop power things going on um so it's not not a terrible vibe but people are like what if we just done like a metal song or something which like sure i get it like i don't know there's probably could have probably were better choices maybe not but maybe not a perfect choice i don't have strong feelings either way whatever it's a trailer um i don't know how do you feel i guess in general about like using pop music in game trailers i'm pretty indifferent for it to be quite honest especially I don't know. I feel like any marketing materials, like videos and things for like trailers and things for games, I'm like, I don't know. I guess I would rather have companies just like try wild shit and like things that kind of maybe go for like a weird, like give me maybe like kind of a more standard trailer at some point, just kind of just using like the actual like game music so I can kind of get like a feel for like what you're trying to go for. But, you know, if you want to just do something weird and wild and, you know, collaborate with Billie Eilish on a Diablo song. Oh, that's kind of fun. Go for it. The worst, I'll just not watch the trailer. Or I'll watch the trailer. And be like, oh, that was fine. And then I'll go play the game. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not too. I'm not too opinionated. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of where I'm at too. I think the the hers felt a little worse to me because it wasn't even like a song for the game. It was just like one of her songs that they just like yeah. used for the thing. Um, mm-hmm. Halsey did a piece that like is like she wrote in collaboration with them for the thing like that's like cool like whatever i'm into that that's more that is more fun i'll I'll grant that i prefer like maybe 
bringing in like a pop artist to write a song for your game even if it doesn't maybe like fit even if it does not fit the game potentially like in the bet like you wouldn't put it in the game but yeah. like this is a song i wrote to go with it oh, that's that's been done a lot and i don't know that's always kind of fun sure why not yeah i feel there's a fine line there where it's like cool and done well versus like this it feels like very commercial or like very cheesy it is like oh i said the name of the thing in the song did you hear it like i don't know it feels like when you know like you can tell a artist has been paid to like name drop some brand or like netflix's uh, like product placement anyway it's like oh look they're eating cheese it's in this one i don't know i'm sure some people like it i'm not trying to to yuck on anybody's yum as it were like it's fine i think for me it's just like i can't listen to it as like a art piece it just feels like promotional material uh like I don't know. but i think the coolest thing they've done as a promotion is they put out four videos blizzard did on their youtube channel that are um i guess the first one is lo-fi beats to stay a while and listen to and it is excellent have you seen this have no, you looked I at this not. okay so it's like a lo-fi version of like the Tristram theme with like kind of some like trip hop low like the lo-fi thing happening but it's the Tristram theme and the background video is like a animated version of like Deckard sitting at a desk facing to the left like scribbling on a pen with a window behind him and like lightning strikes every so often he kind of like looks up and like looks out the window briefly and then looks back down and continues and it's like a four hour cut or something of these songs Mm -hmm. like oh man whoever like pushed for this and got this out the door huge props (laughs) well so it's funny because like I know Riot has done this with League of Legends a few times in the past Mm -hmm. where they've done like they've released like music or had people like create music for them. They've like released and it's been like just lo-fi like, or just, you know, like various different, like I think a couple of different like themes they have done in a similar way. And I, I love, I love the trend. It's fun. I think square also might've released like square Enix released a, uh, like a Final Fantasy and chill like lo-fi yeah. album at some point. I'm like, Excellent. I want more companies should lean in. This is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. They've done four of them now at this point. Four different lo-fi. Lo-fi's, yeah. Treasure Hunt 2, Fight for the Light 2, and Butcher Your Enemies 2. Cool. Um, but, I will listen yeah. to these tomorrow while I'm working, waiting for Diablo 4 to come yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. The first one's the best because it's like the most direct kind of parody homage thing. But they're also just like cool cool, cool background tracks to get you into the into the Diablo mode. Um, nice. I'm in the Diablo mode. I'm yeah. ready for 4 to come out. I'm quite excited. Yeah. Ready to, ready to slay some demons. I'm quite ready um, to slay some demons. I think that's all I got to talk about Diablo. Is there anything else you wanted to cover? I don't think so. I think that about that, that about covers all of all of my bases for Diablo. Should we do our minor updates? Let's do our minor updates. What's our minor update, Noel? Uh, conceptually, minor update is something else we found interesting that I guess like auditorily I invented this word. Uh, like interesting from a sound perspective um so yeah it's like whatever can be anything but the sound has to be a component of what one found cool about it what is yours so last weekend um there was a convention um in town here in atlanta called momocon it's an anime convention um i went to one day of the convention that's about as long of a time as I can spend at a convention and while I was there they had a select variety of like Japanese like rhythm games there because rhythm games are like a big thing in Japan Mm. like arcade rhythm games they have like a bunch of them yeah um but the one 
The one that I played was Taiko no Tatsujin. Have you ever played Taiko no Tatsujin? No. Heard of Taiko no I Tatsujin? Have no, okay. No context. Taiko no Tetsujin is a kind of long-running um, game series that has, like, console ones and arcade ones and, you know, the whole thing, um, where you play, like, taiko drums. Okay. And so the arcade... The arcade one has, like, the actual, like, big drums there, and you've got sticks, and you're playing on the rim and hitting, like, the center, and, like, you're doing, like, taiko drumming. Yeah. Um, but they're also on, like, Switch and Xbox, and, like, you can, like, you know, play them and get, like, peripherals if you want to, or just do them with a gamepad or whatever. But I would recommend going to, like, a round one or, like, to an arcade and playing Taika no because it's pretty fun to hit a big <laughs> drum and make fun sounds to Japanese music that you have probably no context for. Um, it's a good time, and it's very just, like... It's very Japanese, like the, the little and like mascots are like making funny sounds the whole time, nice. and there's ridiculous like just uh, like visual effects displaying on the screen as you're going. Good time. Would recommend either finding a like just one to play on a console or going to an arcade if you can find one and hitting some taiko drums. Nice. I feel like I've seen like videos of this. Like, do people? I don't know. It's kind of probably. I, I think. I, mean, I think it's a fairly popular like series and has like their arcade variants as well but how, yeah how hitting, long did hitting the drums is how fun. long did you play it for like how long were you playing? Uh, just one song oh. there was a pretty long line to play it at momocon so yeah. i wasn't trying to check out trying to hold it up but i did get like almost a perfect clear nice so. play some taiko no tetsujin yeah check it out play it yeah okay uh my minor update is a song by the voids their latest single have you listened to this I have not. No. It's called Prophecy of the Dragon. <laughs> That's a great name of a song. That's perfect. The cover is great. Uh, it's well, it's a ride, man. I don't even know. I can't assign it a genre. It's like pop metal like i don't know the voids kind of have that sound anyway like it's kind of on the edge of like metal which isn't my normal like music genre so i don't know the subgenre as well i can't speak to it that well but it's just like the way like there's all these disparate feelings happening through the song it's like oh this like the pre-chorus is like very heavy sounding and like electric guitars in your bass and loud then like the chorus is like kind of more like like it sounds like it's in a totally different genre but it kind of works uh I don't know if it's like my favorite song in the world, but I think it's it's just kind of sonically interesting and uh, it's worth checking out. Awesome. Yeah. Prophecy of the Dragon. Prophecy of the Dragon by the Voids. By the, by the Voids. Yeah. Cool. Voids is uh, Julian Casablancas is one of his side projects. I think he's got a few. Julian Casablancas of The Strokes. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Uh, it's good stuff. Well... I've got a single to listen to, and you've got some drums to play. Yeah, yeah, I'll get out there, and then we got a whole bunch of uh, demons to slay after that. Yeah, drums to play. Are, are both of our minor demons updates next time just going to be our impressions of Diablo? Yeah, it's going to be hard. I'm not, I, even this week, I was struggling because I'm just like I've just been like in get prepped for Diablo mode. Awesome. Well, let's get back to prepping. Yeah, yeah. I'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Yeah, sounds good, dude. Talk to you then. Bye.